0: guys what's going on welcome back to MLS Now podcast my name is David back with another great episode as i told you guys in the previous episodes i'm having host after host after host of different mls podcasts and today we like to talk i'm not sure if i consider one of the original teams but one that came on fairly on early fairly on to the to the league talking wise uh, rsl uh, joining me i have marcos from the rsl bros podcast marcos welcome Thank you so much for having us i'm excited to be here thank you i kind of hit it right right it wasn't an original club but it was just not like a late entry club
1: yeah 2005 is when rsl joined the the party it was the same year as
0: toronto fc same year and it wasn't 300 million you had to pay to join the the league (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly Right, right on time, um, Marcos. Again, welcome to the to the podcast for the listeners here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you become an RSL fan? What made you want to start a podcast? Yeah, so I've been an RSL
1: fan since the very beginning, since the very first season, 2005, when we had Jason Christ, Back when they had the very first goal, when we played at Riceville Stadium at the football football field. So when Brian Dunces scored that very first goal, I just have memories just being there when we had Real Madrid playing friendly the in the second season so it was just this this season alone in May when my brother and I we've been huge fans of Real Salt Lake and we've been wanting to do a podcast and we're like why not let's do it so we've we've been doing that ever since since May just sharing our insight of a Real Salt Lake which
0: which with what we love I mean it sounds like you did the same thing I did I I was like you know what let me start a podcast I went Walmart bought a $23 microphone (laughs) absolutely yeah why not if you're passionate about it then then go after it Absolutely. And I mean, talking legend wise, his goal, you mentioned Ramo that Nick Rimando as well, another legend of yeah, the there, club. There
1: there's been some legends that have come up through Rial Lake: Beckerman, Ramando, Javier Morales, to name a few, Sabario, who's the leading goal scorer for RSL. So there's there's some big names that people forget about. And people that have played for the US men's national team, MLS All Stars as well. So
0: if if this player would have stayed, he would have been a legend as well. I'm talking Rusnock. If he would have stayed, he would have been a legend as well.
1: Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that he had to go to Seattle, but he he has been he's
0: been doing decent as of recently with them. And it's funny because I was I was gonna ask you this question later in the podcast. Who misses who most? Rusnak <laughs> RSL or RSL Rusnak? maybe, maybe Rusnak misses RSL yeah. some. I, I would say that.
1: I, I think so as well. Um Yeah, it just doesn't seem because when he was with RSL, he was with the likes of with Saverino and some of these other good midfielder players. Whereas now with Seattle, he has the likes of Rui Diaz and Ladero, but it just doesn't seem like it's the same kind of chemistry like he had with RSL.
0: And this is the Ruznak that was connected with Boca Juniors and things like that when he was looking for a club. So mm-hmm. great talented player. I mean, you hit it spot on. You guys have had your legends pass by, right? Um, Beckerman's another one. He was tremendous for the U.S. men national team. Um, mm-hmm. You know, before this whole MLS versus year of snubs thing happened, right? Exactly. Uh, He he was great for you guys. How are you guys feeling? I mean, season's not that bad. You guys are in fifth place, if I'm not mistaken. Fifth, sixth place. Uh, Sixth, sixth place as it stands right now. Now, jumping right into it. Mm -hmm. The ending of August to the middle of September, which we are now, has not been pretty for you guys. No,
1: it has not. Um, We had the League's Cup, which we lost to Monterey. And then we beat Leon and then get pounced bad by LAFC in the knockout round. And then it was just right after that, that's when everything was just going from bad to worse for us, getting knocked out in the semifinals to Houston, which didn't make it so we can host Messi and Inter-Miami here at Rio Tinto. So everything was just going from bad to worse for us. So before the weekend, so Friday last week, we were sitting fourth place. But after our loss to San Jose, with that we dropped to sixth place. So all the teams that we needed to lose won, so they jumped us. So Vancouver and Houston jumped us in the standings, which did not help us the slightest.
0: And I was talking with this with Eric, um, with from another uh, colleague, uh, LAFC wise, the West is so tight. Oh, the absolutely, West is so close. And you guys, and I was telling, and I was actually bringing up. I think it was with you guys or Portland that I brought up. 40 points, 40. 6th place, but 2nd place is only 43 points away. Three, 3 points away, basically. Literally 3 points away. That's how close the West is. And 6 matches left, they all count. Yeah, the,
1: the past 2 seasons for RSL,
0: on Decision
1: Day, is when we've made it into the playoffs. So it kind of makes me worried with us just kind of in this little bit of a rut going on away games, haven't won a game on the road as of recently. I'm kind of worried, is that going to be like the trend? Is that going to happen once again? We're going to come down to decision day, getting into the playoffs. So that's why these next two games, with it being home Wednesday and Saturday for RSL, are crucial.
0: You did mention it earlier, right? Four games, the last four games, one win. That's Colorado, uh, a team you guys know more than anyone else in MLS. Absolutely. (laughs) So it wasn't pretty... The game against San Jose, did, how, how did that feel? Because for me personally watching that, right, I, I'm first of all, I'm from Guatemala. I follow Rubin Dia. Ru, Rubin, sorry. I, I follow him and, and I see him play and I see the team. If it was a tie, if it would have been a tie, it still would have felt like a loss for RSL, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I agreed. It just just seems like as of recently, when that team does score in the first 10, 15 minutes of the, the game, we saw that. When we played Houston, we've seen that when we played other teams earlier in the season, like St. Louis and Seattle, when they score in those first 10, 15 minutes, it's like RSL is deflated. We lose all motivation, all our trying power, and that's what it was. Our, our defense and our midfields were just were just no communication at all.
0: Now, Why wise, like you mentioned RSL, in my opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, is not known for a team that scores many goals. It's not known. That's why when you guys signed Chicho Arango, first of all, (laughs) it was a surprise to everyone, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) It it, it was a surprise to everyone. Now, I mentioned Ruben, Rubio Rubin earlier, and Chicho Arango at top. Is the chemistry not there yet? There's been a lot
1: of hesitation where people like Rubin and the people don't like Rubin because we see the talent that he brings for the Guatemalan national team, because we saw what he did for the gold cup scoring his brace in that one game. And then what he did, what he did just recently in the nation's league cup where he only, I think he played 76 minutes in one game, but no goals, no assists. So I don't know what Pablo Mastroni sees in Rubio Rubin to be giving him these starting positions because RSL doesn't really have that that key
0: striker. Ticho Arango, add into the squad. What, as a fan of RSL, Arango coming on coming in, what message does the ownership send to the fans when you send a player like that? I, I think it's huge because we saw how much he, he was
1: worth to bring on, which was a, a lot of money. I think he's one of, if not the biggest signings in club history. And just his experience with just recently winning a supporter shield as well as an MLS Cup with LAFC is, is huge. Just that experience, knowing he can score goals, and then his small little stints with playing in Pachuca in Liga MX is, is vital. But we haven't really seen—paraphrasing—I'm just probably speaking for myself—what what he can bring for this squad because right now it's just it's just the Chicho squad because nobody else has been helping out Chicho. Just it's just been him.
0: No, oh, you're absolutely right. I mean, when he was with LAFC, he took the league by storm. Oh yeah,
1: because with LAFC we saw that he had the likes. Uh, we had he had Vela, and then he had other players as well.
0: But right now he just doesn't have anybody else with him. Right, and, and that's that's what I was I was heading to next. Right, ownership wise, we unfortunately the controversy that happened a few years behind with the on- previous ownership. New ownership comes in. One of the yeah. things that I've been very vocal since I created this podcast was spending, mm-hmm. right, and yeah. especially with older teams. Teams have been in the league for a while. DC United, I'm a fan of DC United. Everyone who listens to the podcast knows how passionate I am about it mm-hmm. and how they suck at spending. Colorado's another team. Colorado yeah. sucks at spending, right? Uh, that's Absolutely. another team. Uh, RSL has been there. Vancouver's there now. There's a lot of teams that are, are New England revolution, Chicago, which they did some spending, but they just don't know how to put it, the pieces together. Mm-hmm. Teams like that, teams that kind of, to say it, have stayed behind when you compare them to the new teams that have joined the league. Right? Yeah. It looks like they have more of an ambition, more of a goal, more of a plan, basically. Ownership-wise, have you seen a difference since they took over? Have you seen, have you heard any more money coming into the club, basically?
1: Yeah, I would say beforehand, before Ryan Smith and David Blitzer, there wasn't really much of an urgency to sign the key players that we have with Gomez, with Vera, with Chicho. There wasn't really any of that urgency to what what the club needs but now it's it's vital because they're looking, they're they're coming to games, they're noticing what we're lacking, whether it is that goal score, whether it is that 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 number nine, whatever, and they're listening to to the fans.
0: Well, one one thing I love is uh, again is that that spending wise from the ownership because they show mm-hmm. some type of yeah. ambition, right? The other team, the, the other thing, that thing, that team, the other thing that I pay attention to is the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all know that as sold out. RSL stadium is beautiful. Like you can hear the pop every time there's a goal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like we've known it. Everybody loves how it looks when it's packed. I love it. Uh, The mountains, all of that, right? It's beautiful. How has the, you that, you know, you keep up with the club more, how have the fans responded to the current season? The team's having, because if RSL did not have, let's put an example here. If they wouldn't have had a good start, in a good couple of games a month ago, two months ago, with these four losses, three—I'm sorry—with these three losses in four games, they would have been under the table. Mm-hmm. That's true. They would have, so they're they're basically surviving from what from the past a little bit. Yeah. How, what are the fans saying? What are you hearing from the fans? What what's their most frustration? Is it the lack of goals or the lack to keep the lead? Is it the weary defense or what do you think it is?
1: From what I've heard from from fans, from supporters, it's been a little bit of both. It's been the lack of, of scoring goals that we haven't seen as of recently, the need of a goal score, and then our defense, because our defense has been very lackluster. People have been kind of complaining about our formation, the players that Pablo is using each game, because it just seems as of recently, he just switches it up on our defense, because yes, we do have different threats of our center back we have the likes of vera with glad with silva but a lot of fans just want the same 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 just nothing they don't want any changes
0: i'm glad you touched that formation wise i asked a lot of my guests this formation 442 i'll be honest with you from what i can remember rsl uh-huh. It was rare that I saw RSL doing a 4-4-2 or a 3-3, a 4-3-3, right? It's usually more of a defensive RSL, more of a, like, counterattack RSL. The opportunities we have, let's take it, corner kicks, free kicks, things like that, right? Set, set piece plays. Mm-hmm. Are you a fan of the 4-2-2? I'm sorry, the 4 if you do remember way back in the day with Jason
1: Kreiss, uh, 2009 and then 2013, when we went to the MLS Cup, both those times, we were known for our diamond formation, the 4-4-2. And that's something that I wish RSL could implement and bring back because right now the formation that we do is that 4-4-2. It just doesn't really work. But I feel like if we use that diamond right now, it would maybe possibly work work better in our in our favor.
0: Right, because uh, I was talking with with Eric from LA, and I asked him, right, what team do you want to face in the playoffs? Yeah. And RSL <laughs> came up, and I told him, you know, RSL in the playoffs, it's a different team. It's one of the hardest teams to beat because, and I mean, with I mean this with all respect, because I know this phrase is used a lot in a bad way. You guys park the bus, usually. <laughs> it, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it, it's it's sad but true. It's <laughs> it is. RSL parks the bus, and they get you to sweat to running once you're tired, once you've beaten, that's when they strike, right? Mm -hmm. Or that one opportunity they have throughout the 90 minutes, that's the opportunity they take and everyone holds back. They're a different club in it. But meanwhile, you have, like you mentioned, Chicho Arango, seven games, right? I think he has four goals, one assist. Mm -hmm. Great numbers, great numbers. Absolutely. But like you mentioned, he needs help. He needs someone around it. And he's very young uh twenty eight years old. Well, not very, but he's young. Twenty-eight years old. He's still yeah. a player that you can build around and you can get him additional help. Now, Rubin's not working out and as a Wademalian, you know, I want him to work out. But if he's not working out, is there anyone in the bench to look to?
1: Yeah, because if you look at our bench, we have the likes of Anderson Julio. And we've seen like the, the kind of player that Anderson Julio is off the bench. He's like that super sub, like that energizer bunny that can only go 20, 25 minutes max. So if he were to start a game, is he going to have that full energy to go up until halftime? Is he going to be able to keep running? That's that's the real question. And then you have the likes of Gomez, who we've seen his spark, his burst at the beginning of the season where he had a couple of assists. Him and Sava were that good pairing in that, that midfield. But he hasn't really been the same ever since then. We, we, we are kind of lacking on the bench as well because if you look more on the bench, it's just a lot of... A lot of young homegrowns, a lot of young players. So, we we need to have that. We need to be looking this this offseason for
0: for defense as well as strikers up top. Defensive wise, and going from a comment you made that the fans want to see something in defense, right? Hidalgo has started a few games. Yeah. But then you yeah. also have, um, if I'm pronouncing him right, I butcher a lot of names. Inel, Ineli? <laughs> uh, em- em- Emeka, Ineli. Ineli. He started a couple, but I don't see them starting off then is this, do, do you feel like you have a set four in the back or is it still something that Pablo's still looking at is not starting off?
1: Yeah. So with our defense, it's something that I, that I mentioned, it's something that's always changing. So if you look at the call, the San Jose game a couple of days ago, we have, we had Oviedo who, who he brings that experience with him playing on the Costa Rican national team, which I, I, I do like a lot. And then we have Brody who's normally he does play in that left back role but he always switches back and forth when Oviedo's playing, he switched over to that right back role, which is normally Anelli's spot. So when Brody's playing that right back spot, Anelli's usually on the bench. I personally would rather see Anelli starting because Anelli brings that speed and that tenacity, which our defense needs, because Brody at times can't keep up with attacking players like Espinoza, like like an Aboba say, like a Christian, like a Bawanga. So of having the likes of Brody playing on that left wing and Anelli on that right would, would balance it out
0: tremendously. And my apologies, I'm in mean, Oviero Naridalgo. See, I told you a your names and I, I... <laughs> No, it's a we, we have we have three Bryans on this team, so <laughs> no Jefferson, Savarino. Yeah. Right. You say teach teacher out who's the big name player, who's the top pay, right? Mm-hmm. He's your star, Sabarino. Yeah. Right. What does Sabarino need to do? To create those plays for Chicho, basically. Because we all know Chicho can score. We all know Chicho in the box is dangerous. The MLS knows who he is. Yeah. Does that chemistry need to happen? Is it that do you think it's going to be a, some type of time that it's going to take, or is it that formation? Because RSL has two or three guns they can use in that field that can kill a game. Like you guys can put it away. But like you mentioned earlier, you're up 1 0, and all of a sudden it's like we've never been up before.
1: Like, yeah, yeah. What, what do it's, we do it, now? <laughs> it's it's kind of like the the team is is scared. They're frantic. But we besides Chicho and Sava, we still are pretty deep on our players that are starting out alone. Like we have the likes of Nelson Palacio who is playing in Colombia, and we have Brian Ojeda, the Paraguayan, as well as uh, Diego Luna, who, who we saw him play in the the U twenty World Cup, right. and he's up up and coming in his talent. So who knows if Diego Luna will be with RSL for a couple more years? But I think it all starts with just those other players. If they have that communication, that chemistry, with having Pablo Ruiz out with him getting knocked in that LAFC game in the League's Cup, it, it all starts with next man up. Who wants to who wants to step up and who wants to grind it out to be able to have that best spot in the playoffs coming up?
0: But you mentioned you guys have the power, you guys have the players. So the team shouldn't feel... Shake your wary when against the opposing team. No, you not guys at all. have the experienced players, the young players, the combination of both, basically. Yeah. Team that has a combination because you usually have your team with the old old heads, <laughs> or the team <laughs> that is too young. But you guys yeah. have a little bit of both, and Pablo is a smart guy. Yeah. Yeah. This team
1: is is mixed with a bunch of veterans and young guys. So we have the, the old guys in Marcelo Silva, who's still around at the age of 34, as well as Demir Krylock, who he, he has had his games where he started, but he's been not there to be able to still keep up with the young guys with his speed, like we've seen in past years. And then we have young guys, like I mentioned in, in Anelli and Diego Luna, who are, are up and coming talents. So we're excited to see what those young guys can produce in years to come.
0: Now, sticking with your defense, and I don't mean to pick on the defenders too much, <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. 14 teams in the West, top four RSL goals conceived. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's that's not the, the greatest stat line.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's very interesting to see how they can fix that defense. And like you mentioned, I see the formation. Because if you were to watch RSL, and I keep going back to this, because if you were to watch RSL in the playoffs, you would think it's a team that doesn't get scored on much because they are just again closed door it's hard. I remember mm-hmm. those games against Seattle, right? The Seattle LAFC, you guys knocked the LAFC out. Games like that yeah. that no one expects RSO to come in to your home and just beat you and they do goalkeeper wise.
1: Yeah, so right now we we have McMath who is a, he he's a veteran, he's been around several teams jumping around from team to team and he's been pretty consistent for us this season obviously with our defense giving away own goals here and there. And then we have Gavin Beavers, who young talent at 18, huge, huge kid, about six foot two, six three. So I'm excited to see where Gavin Beavers is because I I firmly believe I think Gavin Beavers could be the next face of RSL as our as our goalkeeper. Because I think Gavin Beavers is what we thought David Ochoa was going to be. Obviously Ochoa gone to wherever he is. But Gavin Beavers, I'm excited for what he can bring in the next couple of years.
0: One of the, one of the things now, every time I hear, um, and I and I say this too, but then I remind myself, you said he could be the new face. Nowadays, with how many eyes are in MLS, a player, a young kid just plays 10, 15 games and he's already getting offered, offers from, <laughs> from Yeah, Europe. Yeah, because yeah, you see the Chicago Fires
1: goalkeeper, you see how the many, yeah. Revolution keeping, keeper, they're off to Europe. so. I, I hope the same for Gavin Beavers, but obviously we want to keep him around for years to come because we want the same thing what we saw with Nick Armando when he was here, the, the wall of the Wasatch.
0: I'm going to get away from the negativity, basically. <laughs> it's been very negative lately. More, more, more positivity here. More, more positivity, <laughs> academy-wise. Yeah. You guys are a good academy.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So we... It's been around for, for several years now, um, very close by the stadium, which makes it very nice and convenient where the, the, the team practices, where the team trains, and it's a, it's a high school there. So kids go to high school there and come up up through the academy and get looked at. So eventually they can get, get promoted to be on the Monarchs and eventually hopefully get first team minutes as well.
0: Some of us who've watched the league for a while now I go back to an earlier comment I made of teams who've been in the league for a while. Yeah. Some of our teams, DC United, um, Union, Philadelphia Union, which 2010, I believe they came in around that time. We depend a lot on the academy. Yeah. We depend a lot on the academy and those kids that come in. And like you mentioned, you have a young goalkeeper. And one of the things the league has done great a lot lately is try those new kids, kids. Sorry. Try those young players. Right. Yeah. Um when you don't have a messy, when, <laughs> when you don't have those famous players. You depend a lot on your academy. It's worked out for Philadelphia Union a lot. It's worked out for the Sounders when their players are tired, they put in those kids to play. It's worked out a lot of times for these clubs. Do you feel that RSL-wise has put enough effort into the academy to produce those players that club needs?
1: Um, If you you remember, we have some players who play on the RSL First team right now who went up through the academy. We have the likes of Brody, Glad, uh, as well as Hidalgo. Um, I might be missing some, and Aaron Herrera as well. When he was with us, all all of them came up through the academy, and we saw how well that works for them. Going from the academy, some of them went through the RS, the Real Monarchs, as to where well, to where they are now. So, I think it is something that does work for players. Has it been worked recently? Not really, because we haven't really seen much talent come up from the academy to the Monarchs to to now. So. Hopefully in the next couple of years, it does change and does work out for RSL.
0: So we'll we'll have to see. Another Guatemalan or transition to Guatemala. Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Herrera. Herrera. Yeah. You mentioned yeah. him. Since he joined the national team, we have been a different team. We have it's been true. solid in the back. We missed him against Osaraboto. We missed him against Panama. He's injured um, now. He's been solid. He's been the heart of the defense in Guatemala national team. He has taken that. Like, it's changed for us. Why let him go?
1: My, my brother and I, we we were talking about this last night on, on our episode. When we when RSL got rid of him in the off season, I wish it was the opposite. I wish we got rid of Brody and kept Aaron Herrera because if you remember last season for RSL, I believe uh, Aaron Herrera had what about like nine, 10 assists, something like that for RSL, and he was he was turning it up. He was and a huge one of the...
0: from past the midfield.
1: Yeah, that's right against Atlas. I, I Do remember that? But yeah, he was one of the very few. Outside backs, who was leading it in assists, and it just didn't really make sense for the front office to do something like that because Brody last season didn't have as many assists compared to what Aaron Herrera contributed.
0: Another question that I ask often is, you know, performance-wise, player-wise, we talked. You mm-hmm. know, you guys are, you guys are what three points, like I mentioned, away from second place. Yeah. But at the same time, you guys are about three points away from last from uh, the last playoff space. <laughs> so. Yeah. <that's, laughs> That's how tight it is, right? Like four four points away from, from ninth place. Which, yeah. Taking mine, it's now ninth. Before, it used to be seven spots. Now, it's nine spots. Yeah. So, <laughs> luckily, the ninth is there. Performing-wise, players that you and your brother have talked about in your podcast that need to step up.
1: Yeah. main First one for, for me is probably Diego Luna, because he has been, as of recently, just very MIA. Hasn't really been showing up in, in the last match. Got subbed off early. There's been games where he starts. He he comes off the bench. So we're not we're not sure what's going on with Pablo with him in the locker room. But he he's he's the first and foremost where I, I want to see him step up, especially with having no Pablo Ruiz. So just any any key figure in that mid- midfield needs to step up. And along with that, uh, Brian Ojeda, because we saw the chemistry that Ojeda and Ruiz had together when those two were playing. But now. Oh, just hasn't been the same kind of player like we we saw before.
0: And I know this happens in many leagues often, but I feel like it happens mostly um, in MLS more, where you have these players that two three games they're bright, like you see there's something in them, and yeah. for some reason maybe it's the lack of media attention MLS gets, those players drop, and you're not sure if there's like a something going on within the club or something going on without the without the field or problems with the problems with the coach, problem with the coaching staff, the players and they just drop off as we mentioned earlier RSL has that those players of experience and young that honestly right losing only winning one game in the last four matches shouldn't be happening you mentioned it very early on and and I'll bring it to you. you mentioned the next two matches are at home mm-hmm. i'm going to give you a, a scenario you lose those two matches at home are you guys making the playoffs personally i don't think so no
1: that's why if RSL gets less than 3 points in these next two home games, I think it's game over. Because if you look who's right below us, we have the likes of Portland, Kansas City, who just won on, on Saturday against Minnesota, who's Minnesota's right below us, and as well as San Jose. So under, under three points is not going to be acceptable at all. So four points I can deal with. So we need four to five points minimum in these next two games.
0: And here's the interesting part, right? You face Dallas.
1: Yeah. Dallas yeah. is...
0: Four points away from you guys yeah and and, and,
1: and <laughs> dallas is just coming off of a,
0: a a draw which they should have won against Seattle and they're hungry velasco's there uh ferreira's there uh, Arriolas there they're hungry they yeah. need that win so you yeah. guys face them and then vancouver which yeah in my opinion they, a complete they, surprise they, they're surprising people yeah literally surprise. a complete surprise 45 goals scored uh top I think it's up. Yeah. Top two in the West with goals scored and, you know, top four with you guys with goals received. So that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that should be very interesting right there. Those are two very tough opponents. You look at Vancouver scoring wise, they are surprising everyone, right? Taking everyone by storm there. And then you have FC Dallas who as well cannot afford to lose. I think decision day has come earlier than, <laughs> than usual. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so that that's why for RSL fans, for what's been happening these past four games with with loss, 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 and then a, and then Saturday, it's just stabbed to the heart. It's like we can't we can't take any more. We we need a win. We're we're, on, we're almost on life support right now, just keeping our season alive. We're we're on, we're our, our our boat is sinking at, at this point.
0: What what made it for RSL um, to sink basically was it that loss against Dynamo?
1: Yeah, I would say it was when we got knocked out in the U.S. Open Cup. And what was the tipping point was when Vera got his red card. That's when it kind of got punched in the gut. It's like, yep, this team is sinking, sinking hard, as well as when we got, I would say, knocked out of League's Cup. But I don't think the team cared as much. Like, yes, they care about winning trophies, but their main focus and priority was obviously for the U.S. Open Cup.
0: Right, because if you look at the five last five games, right, including Leagues Cup and U.S. Open Cup, you guys have received about 15 goals. Yeah, yeah. Scored three. <laughs> yeah, Score three. So it goes back, and, and for all of you RSL fans, I know you're gonna be the, gonna say I'm very being very negative today. I'm not <laughs> trying to. I'm not trying to. Trust me. I love one of the things I love about RSL is the anthem you guys have.
1: Yeah, that's uh, it's, I, it's definitely what makes us different from and unique from other other teams. I
0: I love that I did an episode I think a year or two ago and I put the anthem as the intro. It was, I, I freaking love the anthem. I think there's even an official video for it. And yeah, yeah, I, I there love is. it. I, I've seen the video and it's great. I mean, receiving 14 goals, only scoring three, and somehow you're still managing a playoff spot. Like you're still in that limbo. Yeah. I I, I'm scratching my
1: head as to how, how is that possible? Like everything is falling right in in our
0: favor. Somehow you and I mentioned, you have six games left. You have Mm -hmm. a match against Dallas coming up. You have Vancouver. You visit LAFC. Yeah. (laughs) You visit LAFC, LAFC team that in the league's cup four zero, right against Mm -hmm. you guys. Then you're at home against sporting KC, which Adam Pulido has been on fire, especially with the extension he just got. Mm-hmm. You got L.A. Galaxy. Who, know, who knows? Right? Who knows with the Galaxy? True. Um, <laughs> and then an old friend of yours who's only scored 18 goals, Colorado, <laughs> looking at it, there's six games left. Do you, in your own opinion, analyzing these teams, looking at how your team is playing the players, do you see your, your team staying in the top nine?
1: I think if they have a change in the mentality and and improve from what has happened these last couple of games, then I, I, I can I can see I can see them maybe getting fourth fifth. I don't see them getting top three, but I can see them maybe getting four or five. And then in in these last six games, I can see them maybe getting about twelve points. So maybe rounding it off about fifty two points. That that's if, if if we can make those changes come in this in this Dallas game.
0: I tell you what, if if RSL loses the game against Dallas, your podcast is going to be the first one I'm going to have on play. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first one I'm going to listen to to see what you have to say about the playoff chances. Is this tough games coming up? We talked about it, right? Uh, let's say you guys get eighth place, you guys get to the playoffs, and I'm moving way ahead of this. On this, it's off season. Mm-hmm. Where does the team need to focus? What area? Is it helping Chicho? Is it helping the defense? Is it making a switch in the goalkeeper? What do you feel as a fan that the team needs to focus on? Yeah,
1: so I would say first and foremost, the club needs to focus and look towards getting a goal score. Because if we—goal score and defense, because those two things. Because if we're letting in 15 goals in that small period of time, then something needs to change because it's communication and, and not trying— as well as goal scoring, because like I mentioned before, we could, we can't just be solely focusing on Chicho and Sava, because, be scoring goals like, yes, those those two players are great, what they've been able to bring to the club so far this season, but it can't just be those two all all season long to be literally
0: helping us stay afloat. Rubio Rubin's contract, due through 2024.
1: Yeah, after him is signing that extension. Right, 2024.
0: From what I'm seeing, um, thank you to Google nowadays, uh, 2023 2024 a total of 1.2 million yeah that's mind-boggling <laughs> in your opinion and, and and i can tell you mine but i want you're your the guest here the club's not gonna renew rubin if this keeps up
1: no no I, I i don't see that happening if all of a sudden rubin has a, a breakout rest of the season then then they might change their minds but i can see the club just parting ways with rubin and who knows where his next stopping his stop, stopping rounds are? Could it be he's going back to the USL? Could it be a team like Mexico Colorado?
0: Mexico? Yeah. Colorado. <laughs> yeah,
1: <'cause> like Colorado <laughs> desperately needs a goal score, but who knows? Like I I hope the best for Rubin.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's I mean one point two million. It's pretty good money he's making. <laughs> yeah, especially for an MLS player. Absolutely. Uh two more questions for you. I have here and then we'll wrap it up. As of now, with six games left. Pablo's performance as a coach, a- F-D-C-B-A.
1: Yeah, so at the beginning of the season, and I guess slightly right now, there's a lot of fans who were on the Pablo out train. They they wanted him out. They thought he was doing a terrible job. I would say I was partially on that board where I kind of wanted Pablo out. I thought he was doing a terrible job. But if you look at it, the team is night and day difference from last season because we were a team that barely... Barely snuck into the playoffs last on decision day. But now we're sitting fourth, fifth right here. So we, we've been consistent. Yes, we've been on a losing streak. But it doesn't start with the head coach. It starts with the players that are on the pitch. So so overall, grade-wise, I, I would give Pablo about a, a B-minus so far this season.
0: Oh, I would have wished for a B-minus in school. <laughs> <laughs> a B-minus is really good. And then... It's always fun to to predict right and it's fun to want an opponent in the playoffs, yeah, yeah. I know we all have opponents our we don't want our teams to face. No and we have opponents that <laughs> we have opponents that we you know that'll be a classic. I want to see that. yeah. who do you want to face and who wouldn't you want to face in the playoffs? let's say first round oh, that, that, that's a tough that's a tough one because we're looking at the west
1: and how good the West is because St. Louis in their first season in the West. They're surprising a lot of people. Like, no, nobody oh, expected St. Louis in their first season to be number one seed. Oh, please, shocker! <laughs> but if we're going teams that I, I want RSL to play in the first round, just based on skill level, I would have to go with Vancouver.
0: Interesting. Just because... Yeah, I see it. I see it. it there's, like, there's not unbeatable.
1: Yeah, right? just, just because, obviously, they, they just lost former RSL player Cordova, who's who, who's leaving them. He didn't really... Attribute bring much to the squad, so I, I would want to see the likes of that in in the first round of the playoffs. A team that I would not want to face, I think it's the most obvious one in the room. LaFC, LaFC.
0: I thought it was going to San Luis.
1: Yeah, as well. I think the two for me, LaFC and Houston, because we just saw what Houston can do for against RSL, and then RSL has just always year after year, game after game, always struggled against LaFCs. So if if that it happens first round. It's, it's game over.
0: You, you know what's amazing to me? And I'll end it with this. because uh, Again, I'm being very negative today. <laughs> if the results go their way for RSL and they mm-hmm. win the next two games at home, yeah, you guys could easily be in second place. <laughs> and it's true. all this negativity that I'm bringing to the club can go away right away, right? It's crazy. It's, how, uh, it's crazy. It always...
1: It, just one game can just flip a script. And... I, that's what I love about the joy of, of this sport of soccer because we we saw that over the weekend on Saturday we saw all the results that we we didn't need to happen for RSL happen. We saw Vancouver, Houston pass us, and just just like just like that.
0: So oh, it's and I think that's one of the the things MLS offers. Right, any team can beat any team. Yeah, and you're never gonna see an MLS, and uh, this is why I love the league. report more than three times, four times the same team winning this, the league over and over and over and over. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. I think the, the, the playoffs format helps that tremendously. And I think one team that has, has is very thankful to that is the Sounders. If you remember the Sounders, they were barely making the playoffs seven, six spot a couple yeah. of years ago, and then they ended up winning the whole thing. Absolutely, that was uh, that was mind-boggling. No, literally, and I mean, RSL, again, all the games coming up, two things I think RSL needs to focus on. One, it's that defense. Mm-hmm. They, I, I personally think they, that's where they need to focus in the offseason, and we're talking, what, December, January, right? all of that. But when off season happens, they need to focus on that defense. Second thing, formation. If Rubin and um, Arango not, are not working up top, make the change. Put one yeah. up top. Yeah. Change it up. It, one of the things that, I think it was Ben Olsen, when he was with DC United, surprisingly he's doing well with Houston Dynamo now, yeah. uh, but he was our coach for 14, 15 years. And one of the things that we were really annoyed was there wasn't no change. There was no change happening. Nothing was happening. It's either my system or benched my system or <laughs> get benched sooner or yeah. later. You have to adapt to the players. If it's, yeah. if your style is not working, then Hey, let your ego go. Adapt to what the players can offer on the field.
1: Yeah. At the beginning of the season, RSL was going with that four, two, three, one. And I think maybe we should kind of bring that back because Right now, maybe two strikers isn't working with Rubin and Chicho. So maybe you just go with Chicho solely by himself up top.
0: And Chicho has the talent to survive up there. Yeah, yeah, he does. We, we've seen that already. Margos, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I, I'm really excited to see uh, what happens against Dallas. I think it'll be <laughs> very interesting. If our listeners want to follow you or check you out, your podcast, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, so head over to X or Twitter at The RSL Bros and catch all of our RSL content and just keep up to date with us. Awesome. Thank you so
0: much for your time and best of luck. Yep, thank you so much for having me.